He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, December 9, 2022. In addition to being the podcast that people are embarrassed to say they listen to, this also is the podcast that someone last night told me they love listening to. However, they told me that 15 seconds after asking me if I still do that podcast. (laughs) Yes, you motherfucker, I do. And you don't need to lie and tell me that you listen to it after or you love listening to it five seconds after asking me if it still existed. It does still exist, okay? (laughs) What a goof. Hey, so you still doing that podcast? I am. He's like, I love that podcast. And I said, those two statements are incompatible. And he goes, no, they're not. (laughs) I guess not. If you say like you loved Pearl Harbor, you could say in past tense, you loved December 7th, 1941, a day which will live in infamy, I think. I don't know. That could have been World War II or Normandy or D-Day. or I don't know which day is supposed to live in infamy, but people... They're not going to forget September 11th, but they have forgotten Pearl Harbor Day. They have forgotten December 7th, 1941. And it's sad. It's part of life, I suppose, but it's also sad. I suppose it's part of human resilience, but it's also, I don't know, they they do Remembrance Day. You know why? I don't want to get into this too quickly. They do Remembrance Day in Europe, and particularly in the United Kingdom, once a year, and they do it in November, and there is a significance associated with it. We seem to do Remembrance Day every day in this country, okay? And if you even talk to people who are in the armed services or were in the armed services, they will also tell you the idea of a single national day has kind of been watered down by this proto-fascist, jingoistic, shove the flag, all I... Anyway, this is for all the new listeners. I'm just fucking around. But this dude last night told me, because I do have some new listeners. I hope I have some new listeners after my show last night. <laughs> I met some judges. How about that? I was, I was, ju- my, my set was judged by literal judges. I went before the judges, and uh, we'll see what they had. They, they, they were fun and supportive. But here's the thing about this guy telling me. Those things are not incompatible. That's what he said. No, they're not. They're not incompatible. It's not. It is. You can't say, do Cheerios exist? And then say, man, I love Cheerios. Right? Just from, all right, I I don't want to language nerd out too much, but just from a past tense standpoint, I think it would make more sense to say, oh, I love that podcast. This is the podcast. You know what? This is the podcast people used to love. And he was, he's kind of, he's kind of a comic, meaning, I think he's, I don't know, he's a stand-up, he's a, an emerging comic, he's an up and, he's a new comic, how about that, he's someone new to com, new to doing stand-up comedy, and he might have just been doing a bit, which, you know, (laughs) you can judge if it was funny or not, what I was sitting next to him. And after I told him it was incompatible, and then he goes, like my toddler would say, no, it's not. I said, it is. You can't. 
be both of those things. You can't love Cheerios and then wonder if Cheerios still exist. You can used to love them, right? And he goes, no, they're not. And then I just turned away because that's what I do. And I, I, I'm at an age now as people who are grown and have pursuits in their journeys understand if someone's saying something dumb, you can just fucking ignore them. The, as you get older, the pretenses and the social graces, this is why old people fart in grocery stores and say racist shit. They don't care. And so you can have a conversation or you can talk to someone and they can say something or engage you in a way that you don't like or you don't feel is worth your energy and you can just turn away. That's it. And it happens a lot in stand-up comedy because you meet a lot of people, both from the crowd and then emerging comics. And this guy who I met before, who I'm talking about, I have uh, liked, but <laughs> I just turned away. Like, I don't know, dude, do you go back to your trolley, whatever, notebook. I'm just going to uh, be alone with my thoughts and stare straight ahead. And he did that thing that uh, that trolls do is when you turn away, I'm looking straight ahead, but I can see out of my peripheral vision that he's looking at me still, like, waiting for a reaction, or maybe he wants to stab me in the side, and he's trying to figure out where to do that, but uh, he's just looking at me for, like, 15 seconds. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, I have a toddler, so you can try all your trolley behaviors, like, you know, like, this dick I went to uh, seventh grade would flick you in the ear over and over and over. And then, you know, people would ignore it and then finally go, dude, well, stop. What the fuck? And he's like, whoa, why are you so mad? Like, you can do that to me. I have, I have a toddler. I'm accustomed to it. Anyway, this is the podcast that people love to listen to and also wonder if it is still out there. It is out there. And there were some judges at the show last night. I did the Laughing Skull Best of the Best of Atlanta. And it's just it's just a name for a show, okay? That's it's not necessarily grounded in it's not necessarily gra grounded in uh hard evidence. Uh it's not an empirically derived title. However, flattered to be included. And it's uh, a format where, like, three comics get to do, instead of Laughing Skull doing, like, uh, eight or ten comics doing eight or ten minutes, this is a show where, like, three comics can do longer sets, like 20 and 25s, which is so much more fun than doing eight minutes. It's just, it's a blast. And I went down there last night uh, with a plan. I wanted to, I wanted to get a good 15-minute hot, hot, hot tape to further market myself. So what I'd planned to do is I took about, in my head I had about 20 odd minutes of material that I wanted to do that I knew, that I felt confident would uh, meet my requirements. And I was going to tell one joke right up top. Because when I put something out, if I put out a, uh, a special, not a, spe you know what I mean? Like if not just a clip on Instagram, if I put out a, a comedy set, I don't want it to start with ladies and gentlemen or make a lot of noise for your next comic. I want it to start just like Shane Gillis started his special in Austin, Texas. 
where it's like you're joining the show in progress, which historically has been a thing that bookers and festival people don't like because it, because they, they're assholes, right? Just watch and see if it's funny to you, okay? But I like the idea of the crowd kind of being uh, with the comic for a joke, right? So you start saying Gillis special, which is phenomenal. He's so funny. And you can tell he's already done a bit or two, and they're cracking up. And then he goes, and then he starts what you see for the special. And that's what I would do. And that's what I was thinking last night when I took this basket of material uh, down to the Laughing Skull. I told a joke that I thought would uh, uh, work right up top. And then I had the I had the crowd where I wanted them. And then I could go into my set. And then I would record the Hot 15. But because the crowd was so mouthy... <laughs> I didn't want to do a bunch of crowd work, which crowd work is like, I don't know, what is, how is, how do you describe, how do I describe crowd work? And I've talked about it numerous times on here. It is so fun and it's so exhilarating because there is no safety net. You, anything can happen. But it's also like, and you're doing the job. You're, you're making the audience laugh and have a great time. I'm trying to think of the analogy. It's kind of like eating a meal that fills you up, satisfies satisfies your nutritional needs for that day but doesn't do anything or doesn't do a whole lot for your long-term growth and development i wanted to when i when i say i'm not doing crowd work on this show i tell myself that i'm being intentional i'm not doing crowd work i want to just tell these bits that are funny and i've worked on and i've honed and i, I are gonna be a calling card that i want to solicit headlining gigs across this country. Here's a fifth, here's a hot 15. Watch it sizzle and let me come to your town. Crowd work doesn't accomp doesn't accomplish that. Crowd work can get me followers and it has and thank you for the the uh maybe I'll talk more about the Instagram thing in a minute. But it's like, um, I want to do the bits. I want to do the, the nutrition. I want to eat the bits. Like doing the bits, those are fun and exhilarating. And they're hitting. And it's great. And it's doing the job. But it feels like you're eating vegetables and you're taking care of your body. Doing crowd work is like having a big slice of sausage and pepperoni pizza with a cold beer. It's great. And it's checking all the boxes. But it's not... It's not moving you forward um, nutritionally, I suppose. Does that, does that make sense? I haven't really thought about it. Well, you're trying to get your act. I'm not going to make a bit out of it, but in all honesty, crowd work also is in some ways kind of sexier because the other comics, I mean, in this order, who, who's most impressed? The other comics are, are impressed and are like, whoa, that was fucking great, dude. That was incredible or whatever. I'm not talking about me last time being 
I'm generalizing. It's sexier because the comic's like, whoa. And because not every comic can, can do crowd work. And then the crowd also realizes something spontaneous is happening, as you've heard me say a million times on this podcast. They recognize this is more than you just doing your act. And afterward, they're like shaking their heads like, man, I could, that's amazing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that was wild. So there's a little more, there's a little more hero sex appeal, I think, in, in a crowd work set. Uh, in a, or in crowd work than, you know, just doing bits. But, this, you know, it's like more fun. It's more fun. But Jay Leno didn't get to be Jay Leno. Jeff Foxworthy didn't get to be, get to be Jeff Foxworthy by doing crowd work. They just wrote bits. And Jerry Seinfeld, I, I don't know. He doesn't seem like someone who's ever talk to the crowd I, I don't know he seems like someone who thinks he's better than the crowd it's it's a uh, it's 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 sausage and pepperoni pizza with a cold beer and doing your set the right way is having some protein vegetables hydrating well, drinking water, and getting a good night's sleep. That's, that's the difference. One of those two things is more fun in the moment, and one of those things is better for you in the long run. And, I, and of course, I'm not talking, I was talking about it with a comic last night. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about just like learning how to do crowd work or practicing crowd work to build the muscle. That's, that's relevant, and that's important too, and that's closer to the nutrition uh, nutritional aspects of doing stand-up comedy. But that's not what I was trying to do last night. I wanted to do this tight 15 and, you know, right off the bat, the crowd's moan, you know, making a bunch of racket and <laughs> just an asynchronous response. They weren't just a gathered unit. And I kind of knew that going in because uh, the person working the door said, they're a bunch of maniacs. <laughs> right up my alley and of course that maybe even in my head unconsciously I was like fuck I could crowd work and have a really good time or I could try to get this hot 15 anyway I didn't get the hot 15 and I did crowd work and it was really fun uh, and I'll get certainly get some Instagram TikTok uh, clips out of it but I didn't get the hot 15 minute tape that I wanted and uh, I wish I did. But I don't think it would have gone that way because, you know, a couple of people were smashed beyond repair and they were sitting up front and, you know, just like responding out of time. And I just finally had to address it. And then somebody gets pulled out of the show and, and then I have to roast that. And then we're off to the races. And then this dude who looked like the bigger Lebowski or the biggest Lebowski, I guess, from South Georgia, he had this voice that sounded as, as, as we all observed, and Nick Murphy said later, sounded like uh, Sam, she Sam Shepard's a guy with a real deep voice. This guy's voice sounded like that, and he made a noise that I, I couldn't tell if it was like a burp or a, a nod of assent, and I just went and just riffed on it. it was, anyway, it was a really fun show. That's what I'm trying to say. It was a really fun show, but I didn't get what I wanted. 
I got a bunch of other stuff I'm confident that I'll be posting, but you said that, dude. Uh, and the other thing is the, the club, which does such a nice job of looking out for its patrons. Um, anyway, it, I couldn't tell if they pulled the person. I thought they... Judges, are the judges listening to this? Because so here's this guy, the bigger Lebowski, the biggest Lebowski, uh, had that big voice, and I had a good time with him. And then I was talking with him and his people after the show, and they work in the legal profession somewhere down in South Georgia. I, I imagine this is pretty fucking South Georgia if he said he's from Seminole County. <laughs> that sounds like the Georgia Everglades, if such a thing exists. But they were very nice, and there were four of them, and they're in town for a, a convention of some sort uh, involving DUIs, I think. DUI convention of some sort. But they were very nice, and I gave them my coasters, and fingers crossed, judges are following me on Instagram now. That would be, that'd be awesome. But I said to the judges, I was like, did you think the person that got thrown out, that was a, that was a harsh sentence <laughs> they kind of nodded their heads a little bit like that yeah, might have been I would have given her probation that's what I tried to do I tried to give her probation but you know the club doesn't want people acting like assholes if they're not on stage so the person was removed from but or told to take a lap maybe walk and come back but I'm not sure I ever saw her again so it was fun it was fun but here I am the next day like uh I don't feel like, wow, I got a great night's sleep, even though I did. I don't feel like I got a great night's sleep and my hair is growing faster and darker and my nails are hard and preparing me to scrape and claw to get ahead. I feel a little bit more like I had a slice of pizza and a cold beer. And I did have a cold beer on stage, actually. <laughs> my, my, that was my Goldwater. The guy yelled out, I'm a Goldwater Republican. I'm like, dude. I'm not in fucking social studies. I don't, I don't remember exactly what that was. And you're probably a more learned man than I am. I just said and pointed at my beer. That's my gold water right there, sir. Anyway, if you came out, if you said it sold out, it was, it was really fun. If you came out, thank you. If you came up afterward and said hello, if you lied to me and said that you uh, love the podcast, I'll take that as well. And uh, though they're not incompatible. <laughs> but most important, if you're a judge in South Georgia, thank you for uh, thank you for the support and for bringing your friend from Seminole County. Good time. And I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm getting my act together. I continue to get my act together. I'm very, I'm very happy with it. I've made a, un unconsciously, I've been doing, I have done this thing where I think in terms of my act, like, evaluating material if it's going to be a life partner. Does that make sense? Or a, or a spouse. You know, like when you start dating someone and you, you're like, I don't know, let's see where this goes. Uh, and as you get older, and I you know, told you about older people caring less and less about uh, social norms, like, just, ladies, dude, stop talking to me. I'm going to go this way. You, you don't worry about people getting their feelings hurt and stuff like that. Because you care about fewer people. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. I think it's called social network pruning. You just get rid of the, you chop off some of the underbrush, that dead wood. Speaking of underbrush, yes, Neymar, our Christmas tree, uh, is being consumed by our dog Clark. He's eaten already two candy canes off of it. 
And last night, my wife said, <laughs> she found him with a whole string of tinsel over at his bed. He pulled it off the tree somehow without it falling down because I told you the tree, uh, all you have to do is touch it and it just falls over like Neymar. And Clark had the tinsel over on his bed and was just munching it. <laughs> uh, the diversion. What was the diversion about? I'll tell you what the diversion was. The diversion was... 36 hours ago when I said what was the when I just said what was the diversion it was Friday morning and now that I am concluding this podcast the second half of it it's Saturday afternoon what happened there Rip Van Winkle I don't know a lot happened but I stopped recording it to try to catch my uh, to catch my head up on what the f- you know, the goose chase I was taking you on. And I'm going to come right back to it because I talked about social network trimming, pruning, my dog eating the tree and eating the... I told you he did a whole gingerbread house, right? I hope I said that. Anyway, I paused the recording and then all of a sudden it was noon and I had to be on a call and then X, Y, and Z later, my wife's like, hey, are you going to the... uh, what is it called? Hot chocolate or coffee in conversation with the teacher at my daughter's school. And I said, "Mm, when is that? I thought it was this coming week. It turns out it was yesterday, Friday, the day when you should have been receiving this podcast. So I went to that and then we picked up the girl and we got home and then some people came over and it just got away from me. I apologize. You should have had this podcast on Friday. And it's today is Saturday. It's all, it's a whole different thing. We've been to farmers market. We've is that all we've done? We've been to farmers market. We have walked the dogs early in the morning. Uh, I don't know. It's just a, it's a different time. What's happened? Argentina knocked the Netherlands out of the World Cup. Morocco knocked Portugal and that asshole Cristiano Ronaldo out of the World Cup. And Brazil, oh, and Brazil's gone. Brazil lost. Maybe this is the last two days. I don't know. Brazil, Neymar, the, uh, what's the word? An uh, Eponymous soccer player. Is that right? Is that the right way to say that? Eponymous? It's also, I believe, an R-E-M-E-P. Eponymous. Neymar has been a little, and Neymar apparently did his part. Neymar scored, but the... Croatians equalized, uh, and then Croatia won in in extra time. I'm sorry, my Brazilian fans. I was rooting for you. I do not like Neymar, like the rest of the globe, even though he has like 100 million followers on Instagram. It's weird how bad guys, or really just successful people, even though they're he's pretty successful, but what's he done without Messi? <laughs> and winning league, uh when you're the fourth best player on PSG and your team's 10, I don't know. What has Neymar done? He's made a lot of goddamn money, and he's like 30, dude. So I'm not hating him. I'm just like everybody else. I don't like he, him rolling around on the floor like my poor Christmas tree. So I was pulling for you, Brazil. I, I'm, I'm going to get back to what I was talking about, I promise. But this is where we are. We're, we're a day and a half later, so this is going to come out on Saturday evening. Uh, so maybe you can listen to it tonight when you fall asleep. 
I'll try to finish the, the back half of the podcast in a more uh, somnolent tone. Not quite as excited, even though I am. I started the podcast on coffee, and I'm on coffee now at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Mm. Delicious. Homebrew, too. Wonderful. Wonderful French roast. <laughs> so, rest in peace, Brazil. I was pulling for you, except for, except for Neymar, whatever. He scored. Uh, Marquinhos missed uh, the deciding. Speaking of PSG, Marquinhos is on PSG as well. He missed, and that was that. Hard not to root for Croatia and Modric, even though he plays for Real Madrid. Cristiano Ronaldo, these guys that a lot of people don't like have so many followers. That just means a lot of people like them as well. Ronaldo's out, and I think as I speak, England and France are playing. And you're like, who cares, dude? Well, I'll tell you what. I, this is I'm not looking anything up, but France has eliminated England. So that's that. I am looking it up. I just opened the app, but I'm not searching the internet because I will never on this podcast look on the internet. That is my guarantee. All I did was open a quick app. It said France 2, England 1, and I closed it. I'm not searching anything on the internet because I respect you as an audience too much. And you know what else has happened in the last... So that's the final four. France, Morocco, and France, Morocco, Argentina. I just said it, right? Croatia. France, Morocco, Argentina, Croatia. No Brazil, no England. God, poor English. Well, poor lots of people, too. And you know what else has happened is Nikki All Caps Murphy posted uh, another reel. This is my, I told you, this is how I'm going to headline clubs. I'm not going to just go around the country. I can't. I can't just, I cannot go around and feature 300 nights of the year. What I can do is you can help me build an audience big enough that I can say to the club, hey, I can fill this place up with 100, 200 people. Please book me. That's all I need from you. So please, if you can help, and I'm, I'm sincere, I need your help. I'm not being half-assed Gen X. Like, if you want to help, cool. I need your help. Leave podcast reviews. If you go to my Instagram and you see that some of these reels have 100,000, 50,000, 20,000 views, share them to your story. Share them among your people. I would really, really appreciate that. And there's one other thing, especially if you've never sent any money to the podcast, uh, write in. Give me something to get. Let, let's have an interaction. Let us deepen the bonds that we have. Write in. Tell me your story. Tell me the good. Tell me the bad. Tell me the other. Tell me how I'm wrong. Tell me how I'm right. Someone told me the other day they listened to the podcast. Uh, he said, I, am li- I listen to it because I like you. It's too liberal for me. At times, but I like you. And I said, that's all I care about. Thank you. You don't have to agree with me. (laughs) It helps that you like me. I appreciate that. So I do need your help, however you think that you can help me say to a club, look, I will get 100 people in here tonight and, and Friday and Saturday, and that's 300 tickets. And we'll have a great time. We'll talk shit. We'll do some crowd work. We'll do some well honed bits. I'll give you coasters. I'll sell you coasters. So thank you for the help, but I, but I need your help. I, I'm 
unequivocal about that. I cannot do it. I, I cannot do it without you. So Nick Murphy posted, and I'm going to come back to my act, which I mentioned right before we had the, uh, the break yesterday. Nick Murphy posted a collaboration of he and I at the Laughing Skull on Wednesday night, me saying something, and then Nick being the final comic of the night coming on at the end of it and uh, saying something very funny. And it, uh, it got some traction between yesterday and today. And what it also did, it looks like, has it has caused my other people to pay attention to my other reels and they're starting to do more numbers. One of them is closing in on 6,000 likes. Said 100,000 views on another one. Help me out, please. Just share them. I'm not asking you for money. I'm not really asking. I'm asking you just not to be embarrassed that you support me. <laughs> I need you to fucking tell people. <laughs> don't keep it to yourself. I don't, I don't mind. I'm, we're good. We're good. You know I don't think I'm better than anybody else. But if you support me, that's great for me. We can keep doing this and have uh, harmony in the world. So Nick put up another clip. Check it out. See what you think. And uh, I'm going to put up. I have so many. I'm going to start putting them up almost every day. I don't care about the algorithm. I don't care about wait three days. I put it up at 2 in the morning on this day and then 7 a.m. Well, I should. And maybe when I get to the point where I have a social media manager, I would do that. And if you want that job, please raise your hand and let me know. But in the meantime, just write in. Tell me what's on your mind. You can write in. If, if you don't want me, to, if you're one of these people that's embarrassed to say you listen to the podcast, but you want to have an interaction, write in on like a burner account. Write in on one of your anonymous emails, uh, that you know, your junk email that nobody knows you or can recognize you, and say what you want to say, okay? Because you know we have a relationship and I care about you. Here's what I wanted to say about my act before we had the great diversion yesterday. When I talked about trimming the underbrush and and my dog did I tell you my dog <laughs> these dogs really it's also the way the world is now I don't know about how it is in most neighborhoods where there are houses but it seems like every 15 minutes in my neighborhood there is a UPS FedEx Amazon truck or delivery person on our street. They're not always coming here. And I don't even have an Amazon account. I certainly am enriching that guy because my wife does. But I don't even have an Amazon account that I use. In business, I think, or economics, they call this an externality. Nobody thought of this. But the fact that now everybody has all this shit shipped to their house, houses, and a truck shows up every 5, 10, 15 minutes and makes noise every time that happens, dogs bark. I've probably talked about this on a podcast once or twice. Dogs bark. And that's their job. I can't be mad at you. You two are great. But the dogs bark. Dogs wake up babies. Dog wakes up. It's just, it's an externality. Is it worth it? Probably if you can, you know, it's amazing the stuff you can get delivered in a nanosecond, and it's ridiculous how hard it is to vote in this country. Hmm. I wonder which one they want you to do. I'm a college sophomore. <laughs> I'm uncovering the hard truths. Is it worth it? Yeah, probably. Is it a pain in the ass? Also, yeah. 
Is it worth it to have Uber? Yeah. Is it a pain in the ass that a car can just be stopped in the middle of a busy road with its hazards on? You're like, oh my gosh, do they need help? No, they're just waiting for somebody who is drunk, who couldn't take care, who is unable to accurately, I shouldn't say they're unable to drive a car. They don't want to get caught by the cops. Here's what I want to say about my act. Comics, this is just where I am right now. I'm not doing anything. I'm not, I'm not writing any jokes. I'm not writing any bits, investing my time and material if I don't think it's going to be like the one. I don't know if that's good. It's probably not, it's probably not good. You should probably just write about everything all the time. But I know how to make stuff in my act funny. And if I don't think it's got like, like it's like I could, that's what I'm trying to do. Now comics tune back in. I'm not telling you what to do. I want every bit that I have to, to I, I should be able to feel like I could close with it. I don't want there to be any dips. And so what I was saying about the underbrush earlier before the diversion and the social network pruning is I don't want I don't want just popcorn jokes. Mean meaning jokes that I'm I don't like, feel like I could tell forever, even though I'm not that guy who's gonna do the same act for 30 years. But I don't want I when it comes to my material that I'm developing, I don't want to date someone that couldn't be the one. That's what I'm saying. Going back to the dating analogy. You know, it's like, well, I mean, when you're young, you got to get out there and practice. You got to learn what you like and you don't like. I know what I like and I don't like in my act. I know what works. I know what is in my wheelhouse. It has to be something I've experienced. It's personal. I have, I'm, first and foremost, it's funny. But it's something usually that I have to be in. I have to at least, I have to be participating somehow. There has to be something running through me. I, I don't have like jokes about just like a TV show. People have those jokes and those are fine and they crush. I don't have those jokes. I, I know what I'm looking for in my material, in a partner. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to only invest in that. And the other thing is, if you keep adding to material and tightening up stuff that you know works and elaborating on it, it gets really, really strong. So... We all want to develop new material, and especially if you're a newer comic, you feel like a pressure to do that for other comics because you want to show that you're working hard. You don't have just one thing that you're, uh, all your eggs are in that basket of, of comedy. You want to show that you can write about different things and think about different things different ways, but most of all, you want to just show that you can be funny about a lot of different stuff. I I can do that. I just want... I'm not going to invest in stuff. Why am I saying this out loud is a question. Just because I've been thinking about it. It it should be something that I could close with. So what I'm going to invest in, I'm going to invest in, in the spirit of getting my act together, somewhere in a podcast past, I mentioned going to court in Atlanta, not my recent traffic court, but for another traffic court. I don't know when it was that I talked about it, but I would I would like to have a bit, and I think it could be like a 10-minute closing bit 
that is meant to address, and maybe some of you listen to this podcast, people, and I'm not saying who, but I'm just saying people who maybe don't see race, because I, I hear people still say that, I don't see race, meaning you don't recognize our differences and our different journeys, context is an, contexts and experience. And that's not judgmental, it's just descriptive. You're just saying, I don't, we're all the same, which is not true. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, but it's just not true. And so if I could do a bit about people say, the, the, the bit would be the antidote for people who say they don't see race or they don't believe different people have different expo- different experiences in this country. Now I'm thinking about the person who told me that they, uh, you know what's so interesting is the guy who, said that this podcast is a little liberal for him. Or he didn't say, I don't think he said it's a little liberal. He said, I think I'm more liberal than he is, which is great. I'm glad that he listens to it anyway. And he says he needs things black or black and white. I'm like, well, let's, you know, he's black, I'm white. Let's do this. Why don't you come on the podcast and we'll talk about it. The antidote for the statement or, or the, the perspective, the worldview that people don't experience things differently. Particularly, I imagine now I'm thinking about a white person in the United States of America who would have that perspective. I would encourage you to get yourself into the Atlanta or the Fulton County, Georgia legal system as a white person, as a white man, even better, with the most blood on our hands. Don't. And if you if you if that makes you uncomfortable, ask yourself, why does it make you uncomfortable? I'm not fucking being provocative here. I'm not saying that I'm making you uncomfortable, but if you hear something that makes you uncomfortable, before you point your finger at the person saying it, why don't you slow down and ask yourself, why does this make me uncomfortable? Kind of dig into that. Like I've said before, you know, in the darker, more stressful toddler times of like a year ago, I was like, what? My daughter is doing this behavior. Why does it, why does it bother me? And then most of the time, it's more about me than about her. So maybe you'll, and, and, and you know what? I've learned things about myself, what is important and what is not important. And maybe if we all interrogate why things make us uncomfortable, we'll learn more about ourselves. And we would be wiser and have greater self-awareness and self-knowledge. Well, who the fuck wants that, dude? <laughs> I just want to be right. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Nobody wants to be enlightened, bruh. So, white, pe- white men with the most blood on our hands. Here's the... Here's what I would suggest, and I will try to do this in the bit by walking people through my experience as a white man going to, and it was only traffic court. I'm not talking about, like I said, the most recent parking tickets that the uh, city issued me or the city's private private police issued me, <laughs> but just going as someone with a parking uh, a traffic ticket. And, and I, you know what? I was in the wrong, but I got off. I was in the wrong. I I made a reckless traffic move. I got pulled over. 
like a good comic, I riffed an excuse for it right away. The cop memorialized that excuse. I brought it back up later when I went to court, and they let me go. Hooray, hooray. But here's what happened, or not here's what happened, here's what I'm going to work on. I'm not going to tell you everything that happened. It's back there somewhere, so I don't want to repeat myself. You're like, dude, you repeat yourself plenty. But you will realize it is different, white man. And I'm not selling us out. I'm just saying, white man, you'll realize things are different when you go to court in Atlanta, in Fulton County. Because when you walk in, the whole system is black. The two people sitting at the prosecutor's table or the DA's table, whatever it is, are black. The one or two people sitting at the defense table, black. The, uh, whoever the person is, the MC, the moderator, or whoever, whatever you call the, the not probably not MC, <laughs> whoever is moving the proceedings along, your honor next up is blah, blah, blah. That person, black. The person who says all rise for the honorable, that person is black. And the judge is black. My uh, judge friends, I hope you're listening down there in South Georgia, Seminole County. It's keep, the, I don't know, you're, they were white judges. <laughs> this is my new album, it's called White Judges. Or I belong to a group called White Judges. Well, imagine being the only black person in that context, white judge. White judge, I'm speaking to you directly. Think about that. I, no because it's probably down there mixed. I don't know. I don't know what it's like down there. But if you are a white man, try to imagine the situation I just laid out and everyone, the whole system is black. The whole, it doesn't matter if they're black. The whole system is one way and you are the opposite of that way. And, and your way has been very, very harsh, to say the least. Not necessarily you, my friend, because you, it wasn't you, but it was your ancestors and all this other shit that we allowed to take place, and they're still letting it take place. All that. Not you, but you have the attributes of the people who have made life very, very difficult for all those people on the in the system. So it's not just the group with the upper hand is the majority group in the courtroom. I mean, the, the group that has historically treated the minority group uh, atrociously. It's the other way around. It's the group that has been treated atrociously is now the system, is now the institution, and you are there at its mercy. That's, there's got, I just have to flesh it out into a bit. And I'm going to, because everything's different in that situation. You can't say, hey, this isn't fair. You can't say, you know, I disagree, or this is bullshit, or you're wrong. You can. <laughs> and they might raise their eyebrows. Okay, hello, young lady. Anyway, that's what I'm going to do. Have a great weekend. I hope uh, that you are not too upset with me for, for waiting so long to put the podcast up. Uh, I just couldn't get to it. I'm glad that I did, and I'm glad that I... I didn't just leave you at 20 minutes or whatever whatever it is but but that those are the kind of bits that 
I want to. It's got to be hilarious first, but I want them to be like the one. I'm not trying to do like. You should have jokes about everything. It all doesn't have to be like racial, political shit where, you know, one minute of the show, people are like, oh my God, is he going to talk at least about jerking off or something? And the answer is not really, probably not, but there are certainly lighter fare you can talk about than some of this heavy stuff. I'm just talking about the material I'm, I'm investing myself in, and I'm just sort of stating it for myself, is, is material that's the one. Material that will go, here's what I'm saying about it. If it's not something that I would memorialize forever, as this is, I step out in public with my bride, with my material, then it's not something that I'm going to be invested in. And also be great if I could close with every single thing in my act. That's a strong act if you feel like you can close with it. All right. Please have a great weekend. I'm sorry, England. I'm sorry, Brazil. And that's, that's about the only teams that I'm sorry for. I'm glad that Cristiano Ronaldo's out of the World Cup. And I will talk to you on Tuesday. There are two more limericks left before Christmas. So get yourself a free pass and come on over. All right. Take care. Share, please. Share the clips. Leave reviews. And there was one other thing you could do. I don't know. Tell people to follow me or something. Get up my numbers. All right. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Bye.